Greetings, my name is Anthea Davidson-Jarrett and I am the founder of Educate the Globe. I am also a Montessori practitioner, a parent, an avid traveller and a children's book author. So check out the I Know I Can series by moi, illustrated by the wonderful Aldana Penayo. Uh, they are based on Montessori practical life activities and they are fantastic. Check those out. But in this podcast, I am going to be talking about Montessori and Piaget, both their approaches to child development, going to be comparing them and just exploring the similarities and differences. Enjoy. Both the powerhouse that is the educator and physician, Dr. Maria Montessori, and psychologist Jean Piaget's stages and planes of cognitive development are quite insightful and useful to understand when parenting, teaching, or involved with children in any capacity. Although Piaget's stages of cognitive development are more widely referenced in education, Montessori's planes of development are as pertinent when analysing the developmental phases children go through. So let's take a look at some similarities and differences between the way both break down the cognitive journey of childhood. So, Piaget believed that children can only accomplish what they are psychologically ready to achieve. So, through observations, he grouped the different milestones or phases into four different stages according to age. Maria Montessori also believed that children passed through different stages or what she called planes of development at different ages. She claimed that there were three stages of development before adulthood, the fourth plane actually being adulthood, and each last for a span of around six years. Montessori believed that the first three years of each plane show the most active change in acquisition, and the remaining three years were thought to be when the child becomes stable within each plane, consolidating that which was accrued from the first three years. So since Piaget's stages and Montessori's planes overlap. I'm going to try as best as I can to group them according to ages. So bear with me, all right? I'm going to title this, right? So we've got Piaget's first stage, which is from zero to two, and Montessori's first plane of development, which I'm going to focus on the first sub stage of that, zero to three got it? Hopefully you have. So Piaget's first stage is called the sensory motor stage and it begins from birth to between 18 and 24 months. Piaget divided this stage into six sub stages and I'm going to go through them real quick for you now. Sub stage one in Piaget's first stage is called simple reflexes and he is focusing here on uh, children from zero to six weeks. So Piaget's first substage is the reflexes. He suggests that infants between birth and one month use action and behavior patterns such as sucking, grasping and turning towards light and sound to begin their intellectual development. An infant at this stage begins to develop what Piaget called a schema. This is the infant's general understanding and knowledge of the objects and people in his or her environment. An infant's schema 
develops through what Piaget calls assimilation, which is the process used to take in material from the environment into the mind, and accommodation, the change in an individual's thinking or concepts after the assimilation has taken place. So that's sub-stage one. The second sub-stage for Jean Piaget's first stage of development is the primary circular reactions. And this is looking at between the ages of six weeks to four months. The primary circular reaction substage begins when the infant is between one and four months. During this substage, behaviors and reflexes that at first were random are repeated by the infant to gain the experience or reaction again. The focus at this stage is primarily on what the infant can do with his or her own body. The third substage is called the secondary circular reactions. And here we're thinking about children between the ages of four and eight months. Piaget's third substage is called the secondary circular reactions, substage between, uh, as I said, four and eight months. During this substage, most infants begin to crawl and so can explore in more depth their immediate environment. Infants at this substage will actively experience the effects they have on external objects rather than focusing only on their own body. Substage four is called coordination of secondary circular reactions. And this is looking at uh, children between the ages of eight to 12 months. During this stage, the infant develops doing things intentionally which is really quite interesting to note, especially when we cover Montessori's first plane. So here, Piaget asserts that infants between the ages of eight and 12 months begin to do things consciously, right? Infants at this stage acquire a simple understanding that by following a pattern of actions, an intended result occurs. Piaget believed that at this substage, an infant begins to understand object permanence. I'm going to put a pin in that and I'm going to address object permanence once I've gone through the six sub stages of Piaget's first stage of development. So the fifth stage is called the uh, tertiary circular reaction substage and it occurs between 12 to 18 months. Piaget observed that during this substage, actions are repeated in a specific order to gain a specific result, but the infant or toddler will now vary the way they reach their specific goal or result. An infant may be sitting in his or her high chair and drop objects from different sides of the high chair to see what happens, for example. The sixth substage, it's a bit of a tongue twister, sixth substage, Say, say it fast, sixth substage, sixth substage, <laughs> sixth, sixth substage, come on Anthea, is called the internalization of schemas, right? So this is between 18 to 24 months. Piaget's final substage is called the mental combination substage. Infants reach this stage between approximately 18 to 24 months. Piaget suggests that by this stage, an infant is able to create a mental image of his or her environment rather than depending on the physical presence of an object or person. At 
this stage, toddlers will begin to string words together, showing that the concept of symbolic representation of an object or being is now occurring. Very interesting stuff to me, especially knowing uh, the planes of development, which I'm going to delve into right after I have explored Piaget's work on object permanence. So let's take a look at that. So Piaget did an experiment to observe whether an infant could understand object permanence. He did so by concealing objects that the child was playing with under a blanket. Piaget believed that infants less than eight months could only work on the physical presence of objects. That is, if it cannot be seen, then it's not there. However, a British writer named Tom Bower, or Bower designed his own object permanence experiment with colleagues at Edinburgh University. Uh, Bauer monitored infant heart rates throughout his experiment to measure surprise. Bauer discovered that overall, the infants were less surprised to see the object still there than they were seeing the object had vanished. This proved to him that infants as young as five months are capable of object permanence. They just simply don't know how to retrieve the hidden object. So although Bauer didn't refute the object permanence took place, he did suggest that it may take place earlier than Piaget had first stated it did. So that's it. The first stage of uh, development for Piaget ends age two. I'm going to go into Montessori's uh, first plane of development, and it's going to be uh, focused on the first subplane, uh, which ends aged three. Right, her first subplane encompasses infants between zero to three, and the second subplane between three to six. So, we're going to look at the similarities, we're going to look at the differences. Montessori believed that infants during the first subplane stage have a special ability called an absorbent mind. In fact, that goes on all the way through her first stage, it goes up to the age of six, and I'm going to share with you the different sensitive periods in a little bit. Uh, the first stage or plane of development uh, is called early childhood, but it's actually coined the absorbent mind because of Montessori's belief that children have this absorbent mind. And this is the only time in the infant's entire life or the child's entire life that she or he will ever engage with such a distinct characteristic. This absorbent mind allows the child to learn in a very different capacity, creating the personality that she or he will eventually have. I think I mentioned that in my podcast, uh, Supporting Your Child's Development of character, uh, character, where we speak about the importance of the absorbent mind and that the child is actually creating their environment, sorry, creating their personality from their experiences with the environment. So yeah, do check that podcast out. Montessori used the term sensitive periods to describe the fervent intensity which a child engages with particular areas in his or her environment, almost ignoring everything else until they have thoroughly satisfied their psychical need for that area. These sensitivities, as I said before, do not occur in such a manner, in such with such intensity, according to Montessori, at any other time during the child's life or even the adult's life they we just don't learn the same or you know once it's once that moment is done it's done <laughs> the sensitive periods are and there are 11 of them 
the sensitivity to movement, and that's between zero and one. The sensitivity to maths, that's between zero and six, which I thought was really interesting. And I'm going to be doing a lot more observations of that. And I'd love for you to tell me what you think about that as well, that the, uh, the child has a sensitivity to maths from birth. The sensitivity lang to language, zero to six. The sensitivity to small objects. Now, you know that's a fact. <laughs> Children, especially infants, are obsessed with small objects. That's from one to four years. The sensitivity to order, two to four years. The sensitivity to grace and courtesy, two to six years. Sensitivity to the refinement of the senses, two to six years. Sensitivity to music, two to six years again. Sensitivity to writing, right? Three to four years. Sensitivity to reading, three to five years. Because a lot of people believe that children need to read before they write. And actually, according to Montessori and my own observations, children write before they read. Sensitivity to spatial relationships, four to six years. So there you have Maria Montessori's sensitive periods laid out for you. And these all occur in the first plane of development. But we're going to be focusing on the first subplane, which would be in comparison to Piaget's first stage, right? Throughout the first subplane, Montessori believed that an infant has an unconscious, absorbent mind. Unconscious. So if we go back, I do believe Piaget mentioned that where is it that children before the age of two let's just say the mental combination right suggests that the the infant is able to create a mental image of her environment is this not a conscious effort this is what i'm questioning right now uh whereas montessori believed that everything a child does between zero and two is pretty much unconscious it's pretty much autopilot you know it's it's just part of their spontaneous curiosity as it were she claims that infants do not act on will or have a conscious memory rather the infant uses his or her five senses to explore learn and develop Montessori also suggests that infants go through sensitivity to movement, which I mentioned there, uh, that was between zero and one, right? At first, the infant is uncoordinated and disorganized, and we've all seen that with his or her movements, but suggests that given the suitable materials, environment and support, the infant learns to refine and perfect each movement. The infant may also have sensitivity to order, which is from two to four, which I guess would be going into the second substage of Maria Montessori's uh, first plane of development. Uh, and this is where the child becomes comforted by regular and unchanging routines and feeling upset by irregular patterns of routines. See, comparing that to Piaget, Piaget would have had that order start from eight to 12 months in the coordination of secondary circular reactions where the infant develops doing things intentionally right and then the tertiary would be where they've got that routine down and now they're playing around with it uh, so that's uh, you know a marked difference right there 
Though, as mentioned before, Montessori suggests that during the first plane of development, infants go through sensitivity towards small objects and sensorial experiences. And if you do check out Montessori's sensorial area, it is phenomenal. It, it, it's, the materials are so beautifully made and they're so effective. I've seen it time and time again over the 20 years that I've been doing this. And even for adults, I, I could sit there all day and play with those materials. So do check those sensorial materials out. I observed an infant at the age of, I think it was 18 months, being totally fixated on ants. My goodness me, it was, it was, it was so funny. She would follow an ant around for a good amount of time and eventually tried to pick it up. So the sensory learning and experiences means the child uses all five senses, that being touch, taste, smell, sight, and hearing, to understand and absorb information about his or her environment. Montessori also suggests that during this time, an infant is likely to achieve sensitivity to symbolic representation. She believed that through repetition, the infant is able to ingrain what she or he learns. So that symbolic representation came up, didn't it? Uh, with Piaget, where he said in, I do believe the internalization of schemas, uh, that that mental combination, uh, Piaget suggests that uh, the children are able to create a mental image. So I guess in some ways they both agree with that element of it. Uh, towards three to six, I would say, which is the second substage of Montessori's first plane is where that happens, where the child is conscious, according to her. She is op the child is operating out of a conscious, absorbent mind, as opposed to the first substage, zero to three, where the child is operating out of an unconscious, sub, uh, unconscious absorbent mind. So the ages there differ you know uh when it comes to the symbolic representation so infants between 18 to 24 months usually enjoy trying to repeat everything another person has said this could be the signs of the sensitivity to language so a little bit there about sensitive periods and a lot of comparisons between Piaget and Montessori very interested indeed let's move on to the second stage of Piaget's uh, child development and compare that to Montessori's first stage second substep yeah three to six and then the beginning of the second plane which is six to twelve years so let's 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 dive into that so the second stage of Piaget's intellectual or cognitive development is called the pre-operational stage and it occurs between the ages of two and seven. So this is why I am, you know, overlapping because two and seven in Montessori years, or sorry, in Montessori terms would be still the first stage moving into the second plane, right? So first plane, three to six, second plane, six to 12. Whereas Piaget has the second stage at two to seven, first stage zero to two. Unfortunately, Piaget focused more on what a child could not do at this stage rather than what he or she could. Well, in my eyes anyway. He suggests that pre-operational children cannot understand that other people have different points of view. Therefore, consider them to be going through an egocentric state during this stage. His Three Mountains experiment with Inhelder in 1948 concluded this theory. However, another experiment conducted by Hughes 
1975 disputes Piaget's claim. The policeman test proved that 90% of three-year-olds could decenter. Do check out those experiments and uh, read them and make your own decision. What do you think? <laughs> I'd love to know what you think. Throughout the second subplane, moving on to Montessori now of the first plane, three to six, Montessori believed that the child still possessed the absorbent mind. However, as I've mentioned before, the child has now a conscious absorbent mind. Montessori does not suggest that the child is egocentric, but she does believe that the child is conscious of his or her own thoughts and has a need to do things for his or her home. His or her own self. In this way, the child will learn through his or her own learning. His, her, goodness me, his or her own learning experiences. I personally have observed uh, that children often like to say, I want to do it by myself. And when you look into my, I know I can, uh, not, I'm not plugging myself, but I am. If you look into my, I know I can children's books, the, uh, repeated uh entry uh verse is uh i know i can do it please can i help i want to do it all by myself etc and so forth uh so yeah they often say that i want to do it myself in the classroom and at home montessori suggests that carers and parents should provide children with the smaller versions of everyday household utensils such as dustpans and brushes and cutlery and crockery and when you look at a prepared environment, that's exactly what it looks like. It's a mini home. It's, it's beautiful. Uh, she suggests she suggests that those utensils should be real and not plastic materials. So in comparison with the first plane of development, Montessori suggests that children in the second plane, which is 6 to 12, and I did say I was going to mention a little bit about that, since Piaget's second stage is from 2 to 7, they are more stable, Children have mastered coordinated movements, are fluent in speech, and have established their own personality. A child during this plane no longer has an absorbent mind. This is the second plane between 6 and 12. But they learn through reasoning and the use of imagination and logic. A child at this age has an extremely inquisitive mind wanting to know the how, the when, and the where of everything. Sensitive periods during this plane are towards reading, writing, and continued with maths, uh, music, and art. So that's my comparison of the second stage uh, of Piaget and Montessori. Gonna dive in to the third stage in a minute, or maybe a second. Maybe right now, I just had to take a breath. <laughs> so as with the second stage, I'm going to be uh, crossing over because they do, they overlap. Montessori's second stage, six to 12, and third stage, 12 to 18, plane of development, right, with Piaget's third and fourth stage. So Piaget's third stage goes between 7 and 11, which would be within Montessori's second stage, uh, second plane, and his fourth stage is 11 and above, which would be in Montessori's third stage of, uh, or third plane of development, 12 to 18. 
Piaget's concrete operational stage, which is the third stage, is between seven to 11 years. Children at this stage have a basic understanding of conservation, although may need physical situations to understand more thoroughly. Children can decenter, understand the concept of reversibility, and can classify into sets and subsets. This is for Piaget, right? That's the third stage which is quite interesting to me because when I am working with children younger than that, they are classifying, first of all, in the sensorial area, the activities are based on classification. So it's really interesting, very interesting to me, the uh, differentiations and observations that the two uh, have, uh, how they differ. So for Piaget, the fourth and final stage of uh, development is the formal operational stage. And this is before reaching adulthood. In fact, for him, this is the stage where the child can now hypothesize about situations without having the real experience to hand. So this is 11 and plus. In comparison, Montessori believes this age range to be as important as her first plane. So I don't know if you remember, I said that in all of those planes of development, the first three years are that active, uh, dramatically uh, carry, it's, 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 it's where that child is learning a lot, changing a lot and, 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 and absorbing a lot, right? And then the second phase of each plane is where the child consolidates, right? So that's the, the a difference right there. So Montessori's final plane before reaching adulthood ranges, as I said, between the ages of 12 to 18 and is alike the first plane in that it is a plane of intense and dramatic transformation. The third plane, which is called the adolescent plane, right? Uh, and the second plane, if I didn't mention it, was called childhood. So you have Montessori's first plane, early childhood, her second plane, childhood, third plane, adolescence. And I've actually got... I do believe I've got podcast about that. So check check out my pod- podcast all about the third plane, uh, which she likens to the first plane. Uh, and she also divides this uh, plane into two subplanes, 12 to 15 and 15 to 18. Montessori envisioned a different type of school environment for this age group for the reasons you'll find out in my podcast where I go in and explore that. We're dealing with pre-adolescents and adolescents. Uh, and she called this type of schooling an erd kinder. And I'm going to quote from Montessori for ages 12 to 18, Montessori philosophy and practice for the middle school and high years, uh, high school years. You will see that in my article uh, in the reference if you want to find the link for that. Quote, Dr. Montessori felt that because of the rapid growth, the increased need for sleep and hormonal changes, it is useless to try and force the adolescent to concentrate on intellectual work. She recommended an Erdkinder or Earth School where children would live close to nature, eat fresh farm products and carry on practical work related to the economics of supplying food, shelter, transportation and so forth. Intellectual work is still done following the child's interests, but without the pressure.
So in conclusion, there are quite a few similarities between Montessori and Piaget, such as the passing through important learning periods, using the environment to learn, and initially needing concrete objects to learn from, then progressing to abstract thought and concepts. However, the main differences for me between the two are that Piaget believed the child to have an egocentric nature, whilst Montessori believed that children could learn from each other as well as their environment. Uh, Piaget doesn't consider as well the social aspects of learning in his child development stages. Both theories are very helpful in understanding how children think, however, and I would urge you to do your own research and come to your own conclusions as well. With this knowledge, teachers, parents, caregivers and anyone involved with children are able to plan for each phase of a child's education, having a rough guide as to what materials to provide and how to support the child in successfully transforming into a healthy and educated adult. At Educate the Globe, we enjoy engaging with each child's unique learning cycles. So whatever your choice of educational style for your child, whatever your child's educational needs are, we are here to support and complement your child's educational journey through their primary years. The scaffolding of any new learning and consolidating of any gaps in current knowledge is offered where the need is desired. So please do explore our website. Please do check out all of my podcasts read my articles purchase the I know I can book series there are five out there at the moment really proud of myself I've got another 15 to go and I'm excited uh, at the process of it all please do book a call uh, and I look forward to learning all about your child's personal vision for self as well as their educational aspirations this has been Anthea Davidson Jarrett hope you've enjoyed the podcast take care be safe